What's up, everyone? You're listening to the Visually Stunning Movie Podcast, where you can get real, honest opinions about films that are opening in your theaters soon, and every once in a while, an older film as well. So stay tuned. Enjoy what you're hearing. Don't forget to like us and follow us on social media, at VS Movie Podcast. You know how all that works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Visually Stunning Movie Podcast. I am Mark, your host. Joining me today on this beautiful Sunday morning, uh, the host of Matinee Heroes, Craig Price. How you doing, Craig? I'm doing well. It's uh, it's foggy where I am, so it's uh, it's not beautiful yet, but it will be. It will, be, yeah. Once all that burns off, uh, you're coming down from your fan X high. Oh yeah, crashed hard, man. It's, it's the week after any kind of convention, especially as one that w- went so well for for both of us actually, because uh, I saw your clerks thing. You did very well on that. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. But you know when you do really well and you're you're running around for three solid days and you're seeing people and everybody's happy to see you and you're happy to see people and then you get on the plane and you come home and you go back to work and yeah and, uh, it's the, always work it, that ruins it well it's the energy the energy levels drop off and because you, you're so 100 percent for so long and then you just and then you start Facts. getting to that funk and so and then you're like when's the next one and you look on your calendar and it's like oh god it's it's a long way. I don't have anything on my next my next calendar. My next event is uh, potentially next September at FanX. So hopefully there's a bunch of there's a lot of potentials, but they're all in pencil. And you know they're me, all I don't in be- pencil. You don't believe I don't believe anything until the contract's signed. So yeah, um, yeah. Well, it's, you get contracts. I just get emails from Blake. Go, I, well, can you do this? Well, I do other things besides FanX. Yeah. FanX is all on uh, handshakes and winks. You know, yep. it's all in. And I end up doing a lot more than I was "quote unquote" contracted to do. So yeah. it's, it's the big always... one. The big one, of course, was the D'Onofrio. Oh yeah, that was so, uh, uh, one, hour, one hour notice. So the, you were the first person I texted. Yeah, because you knew because we were the first two that asked for. <laughs> well, yeah, well, and also we I had just seen you yeah. in the uh, downstairs uh, in the autograph area, and I was in my street clothes. I wasn't in my presentation mode, and I was like, "Oh, this is my day off," and my wife had to run back and. Get, get some clothes for me. Some decent duds. Yep. But he was a really nice guy. I mean, he plays some really intimidating creeps uh, in the movies, but he is nothing but a sweet guy. And yep. he's, are you, are you going to help me out? I'm like, that's what I'm here for. And he's like, great. I appreciate it. And we went out and I thought we did a pretty good job, especially with me only having, you know, an hour to prepare. And uh, a lot of that preparation was just calming down. Right. right. Where's my volume? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, like, I'll uh, I'll put the link uh, in the description for this video and the the audio post for this for uh, for the the video for your your uh, panel with with uh, Vincent D'Onofrio because that is up. The guy that records all oh, yeah. the main ballroom stuff is up. I have so, it on my website, and I do have um have an audio recording of it, a nice clean house audio recording of it, which we will do Full Metal Jacket in December and and throw that on there as well. So you're gonna be able to at least hear it in a crystal clear. Because that's the one thing about the gentleman who I appreciate very much that he does a great job of getting those, those uh, main hall panels up, yeah. but he's using main hall audio. Yep. And I had a nice little connection to the, in the back with the sound guys. They had me lock, clean clean in. So yeah. I've got that. I've got Psych, and I've got uh, Brent Spiner and John Delancey. So we're going to do Star Trek as well in December. Nice. And you'll be able to drop some nice, beautiful, clear snippets. Oh no! Uh, in its entirety, we, oh. put, we, we put the whole thing in its entirety because uh, that's the first thing I ask on Wednesday. Yeah, is can we record? Who, yeah, who can who can and cannot be recorded because it's all contractual oh, yeah. on the side. And they're like, "Here's our list of uh, no goes. They're not on the list. You can record." And and you know, I've fostered some relationships with not only the photo people but the audio people, 
and they usually, as they did this time, accommodate me very nicely. So I want to thank everyone at FanX for doing that. That's great. Yeah, uh-huh. they're they're great great folks. I love I love going even when I'm not doing anything. It's just a fun oh, time a if you're a fan. Oh, and this year it just felt like it was like two hundred thousand people. Yeah, and I don't I don't know what the number was, and, and they'll never tell us exactly what the number was, but it it was not not busy. That... It was packed. It felt <laughs> packed all from Thursday, which is unusual. Right from Thursday through Saturday, it just felt like wall to wall people. And, and, and they I'm... were we were you know well I think after cancellations they were down to like seventy five guests, but that's <laughs> down to seventy five guests is is that's ridiculous. I mean that's just that's... a ridiculous number of people there, and that's still up. Oh yeah, because normally it's about fifty. Yeah, fifty. So 50 it was still... so, yeah, it was a, there was a, there was a lot going on. Um, there's a lot going on out there. If you're a content consumer, oh yeah, I had to catch up. Uh, yeah, I know, right? At least you come home and just move in your chair until you had to go to work, uh, and you know, uh, catch up on some stuff. Let's talk about some of that. Let's talk about the big one that came out this week that everyone's talking about, or everyone should be talking about. It's on Disney Plus from Marvel, Werewolf by Night. Uh, not your not your typical Marvel offering on on uh, Disney Plus um, or Disney movies. It's not even a normal offering in general. Well, no, it's well, it's it's fifty two minutes, so it's it's not a feature. It's it's a one off. It's a special presentation. I love um, this the special intro. It made me feel like those ABC. Oh, episodes. I know, right? Uh, but so, but it's not a series. It it, it it's literally a one off. Um, and it is um, like what uh, DC has the dark universe with Constantine and Zatanna and all of their supernatural people. And DC, of course, is just or universal, I should say, desperately keeps trying to reboot their monster universe. Tom they tried Cruise. Tom Cruise. In, uh, um, yeah. And the best part of that film was Russell Crowe as Dr. Jekyll. That whole organization, that organization is kind of what we get. In Werewolf by Night, which is a group of monster hunters. And that's not an unusual thing. It's not like DC has a monopoly on that. No, uh, the, the Extraordinary Gentleman was very similar. And the, the Avengers, not the Marvel ones, but the Avengers kind of thing. Right. Well, and, and to be to be fair, and, you know, in Werewolf by Night, these are all human beings that hunt monsters. These are not monsters that hunt monster, monsters. These are not, you know, people with powers that that have come together to hunt monster. And it's, it's literally, you know, it's, it's Van Helsing style monster hunters. Yeah. But I feel like at least Elsa has to have something going on. Cause that Scottish guy bashed her head into the concrete yeah. several times. Kirk Thatcher, by the way, if you're a, yes. if you're a special yeah. effects and puppeteering type of dude, uh, Kirk, or, or a dude on the Star- bus in uh, voyage home for all you Star Trek fans and Picard. And yes, I guess he re- refreshed that for the Picard series. Uh, but no, so yeah, so it's this group of people. The head of the Bloodstone clan has died. Um, uh, and someone else needs to take up the artifact known as the Bloodstone to lead the hunters. So all of these hunters come together to go and hunt and kill a monster and claim the Bloodstone. And they can kill each other if they want. If they need to. Yeah. If they need to. Or want yeah. to. Whatever. Or want doesn't to, really but I mean- they're in their way you just mow them down yeah. exactly uh so uh basically the film kind of centers around uh gail garcia bernal and laura donnelly uh laura donnelly from uh who i i know her work from the nevers which i think is a series i really need to see more i thought it was valerie cameron to uh, be honest with it is right it is not it is not val uh but she plays elsa bloodstone the estranged daughter of ulysses bloodstone who is now dead uh and, and and she's got a fairly large representation in the comics. It's she's not unknown. She's not like this obscure. She's pretty a pretty well known person in the Marvel comics, right? So, uh, but yeah, so she shows up. She's unwelcome, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, but yeah, so it's 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 a monster hunt. This it's it, it, this is a Marvel movie. It's a monster hunt shot in black and white, uh, except the Bloodstone, which is red, glows red. Yeah. Very um, well done. Very well, yeah, very well done. Uh, I love the feel of it. Uh, that oh, I think that's the best part. They started off early with the uh, the credits. I mean, they they had the werewolf slash, but then the music actually turns from the. It's very much the Marvel theme, but it's Marvel theme done in 
40s monsters and with or- right. uh, you know uh, a choral or- orchestra and everything it was very well done i was the feel is perfect and i love the fact that that since it's 52 minutes they're not playing around it's yeah. We don't even have a much of a backstory that we have to deal with. There's some exposition, and like five to ten minutes in, we're hunting monsters. We're yep. not playing around. And I think that should be the template that Marvel, if anything, if they learn anything from this, is why is this so successful? It's because we didn't have to deal with the cookie-cutter formula of we've got to spend an hour and a half learning about their backstory, and then there's got to be a fight. Just get to it. Yep. Dump, dump us in there. Give us enough. Don't give us yeah, everything. Yeah. Give us enough, and we'll get the rest as we go. Uh, directed by Michael Giacchino. Yeah. Uh, music guy. Everyone loves his music. Turns out uh, he can put together a pretty decent uh, thing. But it, that goes to the music and the score choices in the beginning. You know, he had his. He was probably elbow deep in that, making well, all of that work. It, if you think about it, he's scoring movies. He's seen so many movies, and he's seen how movies are put together that it'd be a natural transition for him, especially if he loves it, yeah. to be a good director. Because he does a great job scoring, so I could easily see how he understands tone and understands the feeling of a movie. Right. And, 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 and clearly, I mean, I don't think you can make something like this um, if you don't love the subject matter. And oh, I th- absolutely. And I think that's what's what's been happening with, Universal, they're trying to make big movies instead of making or having people that like the material make the material, and then thus you get a good movie because they're invested as opposed to being paid or yeah, just being paid. Because um, Kevin so, Kevin Feige asked the uh, you know Michael what what would you like to do, and he said <laughs> Werewolf by Night, and they're like okay because okay. because they were going to do a Werewolf by Night movie in like the two, early early two thousands. Wow! So it's definitely on Kevin Feige's radar, and yeah. the fact that the two so he's like, I'll listen, and I guess Michael had a great story about what they would do, and boom. And I think that's where Marvel is really succeeding, is they're getting people who actually love the material, and so they're making better movies. I think that's what you're seeing now with a lot of reboots that are end up being better than their source material. Mm. I haven't seen Hellraiser. Uh, I saw the first movie. I saw the movie, but I haven't seen the new one. Right. And I have no interest in seeing it, but... It's someone who actually cares about Hellraiser making a reboot, and so what I understand is it's actually as good, or if not slightly better, than I, the original. I, I, w- I, I wouldn't go that far. Ryan and I didn't go that far. Um, we think it's a we think it's a good. Um, I don't even think it's a reboot. But if you, if you go and listen to Ryan and I talk about it, I I equated it to the uh, 2013 Evil Dead, which is not a reboot and it's no. not a sequel. It's just kind of a, a further exploration of the world. Yeah, and so and so this Hellraiser, if you, I think, I think it's better if you look at it that way, uh, as opposed I, to trying to make it a real reboot or a real sequel. Um, but it is, uh, they obviously did care, so yeah, uh, yeah, definitely worth checking out. Uh, I, I I don't want to downplay it at all, but I I don't know that it's as good as the first. And we we dive into that. I'm just going by what I hear from people because I have absolutely zero interest in seeing it, and having being forced to watch the original earlier this month. Right. Um, you know, it, it was, is, it is not well, as gory as the first one, but the th- it's really hard to be as gory as the first and second one, but it's, I mean, it's got a little blood. I know you, I know your general horror leanings. So yeah, but it wasn't that gory. I mean, I, again, I, I just thought the, the premise was stupid and uh, you know, it was, a, it was a campy movie, but, but people hold it in such esteem like this is going to be some of this erotic horror movie and then you watch it in in 2022 eyes and you're like this is basic cable maybe even something sci-fi would put on with maybe a couple extra twists because it's it's 87 versus 2022 and you can get away with more now and it's like this is not even that it's not that scary it's not that sexy well it doesn't make that that's kind of the opinion i have because i didn't i never watched the texas chainsaw massacre until earlier this year and i was expecting this thing uh and i was like so i i just had to look at it again and go i understand why it's held in such esteem for what it allowed to occur after right but but yeah it's not in and of itself it's not really that great um but that's it but but so yeah so werewolf by night though we get this so we you know we get back to the the putting the proper feel of a of a thing in the thing 
Um, and speaking of things, there's a thing in here, some yeah, sort man. of a some sort of man thing. Uh, well, it's not even spoiled. I mean, it's not necessarily yeah. spoiled. They've, they've shown that he's going to be in it in the in the trailer because yeah. you can see it, little tentacles thing. But again, mostly practical. Yep. Some CGI because you kind of have to. A lot of about, well, the CGI blood. Well, the CGI for man thing is what I was trying to say. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely CGI blood, um, but because it's black and white, you can get away with a lot more blood. Because yep. it's not red, I guess. Yeah. Um, which is ridiculous. I but. Know. Uh, I didn't think it was too gory. I thought the practical werewolf was great. Yeah, um, I'm trying not to. I'm trying to avoid the this plot, but there is not much plot. It's really just a great little introduction to a character and an idea of monsters existing in the Marvel universe. Yep. And I look forward to seeing how this, because this is definitely going to be part of Blade if somehow. So yeah, so yeah, Ryan and I were both of the opinion that Marvel needs to do something with this. So no, whether it gets turned into an actual, you know. 110 minute movie next time um, uh you know what or yeah, as an expansion not redoing this but as building no. forward because th- this is like the first half of what traditionally has been a marvel origin movie um and we would get another half yeah but this. even half was, would be this would be the first uh this would be the first three quarters because they cut through a lot of the exposition. Well, that's true. They would they would they would fluff it out a little bit. They would. They, that's the problem. And I think I would like to see this just be a special, like once a year, and it'd be interesting, like an anthology, like an anthology situation versus yeah. a let's let's always got to franchise everything out. Let's got to can't we just enjoy it for what it is? Remember this, like the eighties. We used to have like Remo Williams comes to mind. There's a movie we all love to see, and it was supposed to have more, and it never did. But it's still, it's just why can't we just have the one thing and happy, happy about the one thing? No, no, we're all we we should be happy about Werewolf by Night uh, because uh, it's definitely worth it. It don't you have to look at what they made, and it is it's that 40s, 50s Universal horror monster movies, and uh, there is zero wrong with that. Uh, People want big or some people want these big huge cgi superhero battles and it's like you know sometimes smaller is better and i think we're getting cgi fatigue i think we're because almost every dc movie ends with a huge battle in the dark um between two uh, dark cgi characters yeah yeah that's that's venom's problem once you get into into battle it's just goo well there's there's more than that well there's other problems but yeah but once you get to the battley portion it's all just like it's just goo Wonder Woman was a great movie until the last 10 minutes when they start battling at the airport. Yeah. Uh, it's always like that. Everything is always let's ha- so I think people want smaller movies, which is why I think people are so excited about Daredevil because they're going to be doing Daredevil and they're going to have actually like 18 episodes guaranteed, so yep. there's time to get smaller. Cuz I think right. we're kind of CGI stuff. I think we want to see more character stuff, and I think this for as little a plot that they had had some pretty good character development, and it it, well, it had to... enough. It had yeah, enough but... to get us from beginning to end, and I, and that's that's what I, Marvel was starting to kind of veer. I think this might be a, just kind of a correction, just not a huge, but just a, like a reminder, a nudge, if you will, uh, yeah. you know, to keep your keep your crap straight. Uh, so I think I think it's safe to say we both. If you haven't watched Werewolf by Night on Disney Plus, go watch Werewolf by Night on Disney Plus. Uh, uh, it's 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 a fun hour to spend. Yeah, it, I, I would say for a TV show special, it's an A. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah. For a movie, no, but for a full for a fifty-two minute special, uh, you can watch it with. I mean, my wife's not a big horror fan, and she she enjoyed it. Uh, she doesn't like the visuals because it, it it they really get the tone perfect. They really do, and that's like I said, that's half of it. it you know. If you can get the tone right, you, a good a movie that feels right can make up for a lot of things. Not everything, but oh. a lot of things it can. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so there you go. But so that's on Disney Plus. Um, also on Disney Plus, we're gonna let's talk real quick about two things that are currently on Disney Plus. Uh, the the one that is is uh, has has most recently started and thus has longer to go. Uh, Andor. Um. How okay prequel to rogue one starring everyone's favorite alan tudyk robot modifying captain cassian andor um and how he gets involved with the rebellion that's that's straightforward show that's that's the plot a lot of people seem to have problems with this uh, or the way it's going 
It's too slow for people. It's too not slow for, for people. No, not I, right. Okay, so it's how do you how do you, we t- we just talked about tone and feel and werewolf. How do you like the tone and the feel of Andor? I, I like it. I mean, I'm I because I, I first off I love that the Stellan Skarsgård's in there Ugh. and he's he's doing a great job of being a leader at one point, but then when he turns into the art curator guy, he's oh my god, you know, he puts on his wig and uh, he's doing a great job. I think. Um, Andor himself is great. I think people are expecting too much, too quick, and then of course that's what the one thing they complain about is that there's no story, and then when you give them a story, it's not fast enough. It's and too it's, slow. Yeah. Yeah. So people nowadays have adjusted that it's got to be quick. Now, otherwise, it just why don't we just make a movie of it? But if it's a t- if it's a TV show, it, I don't think that, and I don't think they're fluffing it up. I think they're trying to get the slow burn so we care about people because he is going to die at some point, not during the show, but we get oh, this, then you go to Rogue yeah. One and he dies. They're trying to show why we care about the rebellion and how bad the Empire actually is. Yep, fact. Uh, well, I, and I guess they've already said they're going to give us a season two. So, oh no, it's definitely this one's guaranteed to go uh, three seasons. Oh, is it? Yep, and it's supposed to be five. In, it's supposed to be five years in the life of of him. Oh, um, wow! Which is why they started off with the you know five B Y Y B B Y, and then so I wonder, if, this, wonder if the last episode's going to end with him picking her up. It might. I wouldn't be surprised if they have a a, a cameo at the end. But I do, from what I understand, Alan Tudyk's robot will show up in season two. Awesome. Um, because he he did say he's going to be a part of it, just not this season. And right. this season is about him joining the rebellion, and then uh, so it's like this is one year in his life, and then next year, <clears throat> I'm sorry, next year I think it's going to be a couple years, maybe two or three years, right. and then the last one is supposed to be the final build up to Rogue One. Cool. But again, it's it's a slow burn that is great for you know people who enjoy characters. Because we're we're learning about characters here, and, and and I think that we have a lot of people who have conflicting. I, I think that some of the fanboys just want to get it over with. I want to see explosions. And There's robots. no lightsabers in spaceships. There's no yeah. no pew pew. I'm not liking it. No, it's I like I said. Yeah, I like the tone. I like the feel of it. Yeah, people are like nothing happens. It's like well, things are happening. You just don't happen to like them. Yeah, um, or they're not happening fast enough for you, but that's not the point. You're supposed to – it's like luxuriate in the characters. Like I said, they're trying to make sure that you care about them. And the as world. We, I'm yeah. still trying to figure out where we're going to go with the uh, disgraced security guard. Yeah, because he's in it. His mother is – He's God. still in it. I know. I called her the space Jewish mom. Yeah, oh, yeah. Or space definitely. Italian mom or, you know, it doesn't matter. It's just space mom. Space Yenta, absolutely. Yeah, space Yenta, yes, right? So, yeah, she's very, yeah. But I'm still, it's like, well, theoretically, he should, we should not be dealing with him, but we have to deal with him now because he's going to be important. And, and it's going to, it's going to go back to mommy issues or parental issues or whatever. Yeah, Maybe she's his aunt, I think, actually. So, no, that's his mother. Is it his mother? Okay. His mother. And then she is trying to get his uncle. Yes, to get him a job. But you know this working in government. People fail up, and this is how, and this is what we're seeing is we're going to see how he and like that other guard, uh, that other officer that was so excited to start bashing people's heads in, yeah, how they elevate to get into a point where now they're in control, and because had that little mission succeeded, oh my god, yeah, what would we be dealing with then? I don't know, and I think we're going to see that. I think we're going to see how people with this mindset get into positions of power. And the, and the, and the one thing that I like that probably a lot of people don't, I actually like the, uh, the, uh, Imperial intelligence portion. I, oh, the ISP, the, yeah. the office, but the, 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 the office politics stuff, because it's not, Oh, this is what's going on. No, no, it's literally office politics. It's, it's, uh, what in the government, uh, is often called the uh, kingdom building. Yeah, you know, you, you, right. you try to put yourself in a place where you can control all of this and that's your own little fiefdom. And you control what happens there. And you see a lot of that. And I love watching that. I just think that's because I'm like, I know that guy. I know her. I know him. It's like, oh. Yeah, the, that's why Ben Mendelsohn's character in Rogue One is so effective. Because he, uh, he is that bureaucrat yep. that is petty and is trying to manipulate things. That's why Vader's like, I don't care about this guy at the very end. But it's like, yeah, it's all about who gets credit and who and who can uh, uh, go to the next level. And yep. this is just a lower level of that. You're going to see that lady, she's going to elevate, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. 
she will uh yeah. which because well she's right a which eventually if you're right you do you do win so uh, theoretically uh, unless you, someone just kills you in your office in the middle of the night and then takes all your files um, like i said if, as long as you make allies that's the thing about uh, I, I think that's why i don't like a lot of villains is because the villains are so bad you can't imagine anybody helping them right and yet they have all these henchmen and they have all these uh, allies and it's like no no this guy's such an obnoxious jerk that nobody would allow him to elevate you have to be somewhat cordial you have to be able to interact with people to some degree to elevate even if you're incompetent if you're a good uh, emotional intelligent person you can still advance yep 100 uh, percent and then some people still manage to fuck up and move up yeah even oh. when they should when they, they should clearly fuck up and fall down um but yeah so uh, so we're both on board with andor yep that's great. Let's talk about the last one. There's one episode left of this one. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash achieve today. Yeah, yeah. She-Hulk. Quite divisive in the online community. Um, This week, you mentioned him earlier uh, when we were talking. Daredevil finally shows up. Um, sure. Matt Murdock and Daredevil show up. Uh, first, let me get your opinion on She-Hulk as a whole. What? Did, as, where did you? Where did you come in? Were you, are you a She-Hulk character I'm person? Are you, I'm I, in, what's your back? What's your background with She-Hulk, and and what did you come in wanting? I am very much indifferent. Uh, I'm aware of She-Hulk. Um, I right. understand all the the quirks. I knew she broke the fourth wall. Um, so all these people complaining that oh this is I had a guy at work because the people at work are very straight laced people but they know that I do these Comic Con things right. and so they he was like I don't like her breaking the fourth wall and I'm like she's been doing that in the comic books before Deadpool yeah so everything she's doing is in the comics I knew that ahead of time I'm a Tatiana Maslany fan dude if you're not you're stupid and I the royal you yeah yeah I. I think she's great, and I think she's doing a great job. The CGI, yeah, it's television-worthy CGI. Let's remember what we're watching. Or, we're or not it's, watching. it's it's Marvel overwork CGI. Ah, uh, you know, I that's uh, I don't know where to stand on that because everybody's overworked in Hollywood. It's you know, if you're in anything in computers, if you've run an app, if you've done, uh, if you're in IT, and, and you always know that you're always under pressure to get stuff done, under budget and without many resources and way ahead of schedule so that whole thing is not uncommon i don't like it but it's not like it's a marvel only thing right um but it is television worthy cgi um which just doesn't have to be big screen we're going to be zip in your face you know detailed oriented yeah well my 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 complaint is that it's 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 inconsistent if it was consistently tv quality that would be one thing but then there's times you're like oh yeah that's really good and then, then it's like immediately, like in the next scene, it's like you're back to Sci-Fi Channel, and you're like, oh, "What? The? Pick one. Hulk, Pick one." I think, I think Hulk was movie worthy because they were using the same models. They already had that made, and it was just adjusting him on the right on the uh, stuff. Whereas She-Hulk, they had to make from scratch. Um, some of the some of the lower level characters I remember because I even identified El Aguilar as soon as he came on because I used to have the uh, Marvel Universe. Um, encyclopedia thing the the, the <laughs> book thing and i used to and i'm like i think that's because Agu- he's first so it's like i think that's aguilar and then of course porcupine and things like that yeah. 
I like it as a show. So I I, I think it fits as a rom uh, not a rom com as a sitcom, and. What they're doing is sitcommy stuff, and I think people are not used to that. I think they're still wanting it to be gritty and dark, and it's no, this is not what this is. See, my problem is that it. <laughs> That's my kid. Uh, let's should mute that. Um, no, my 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 issue is I get that it's a sitcom, but for me, it's it's literally the the cheapest sitcom they could possibly make. The dialogue yeah. is stupid. The jokes are not funny. Um, that so so I've hated it. I, I've hated you know it, oh. its logical inconsistencies. I mean, for the stuff that's not comedy. Um, that being said, two episodes ago, where she winds up in therapy uh, at at the Abomination's ranch or whatever he's calling it. Yeah. Um, I called that that was the most entertaining episode I had seen. That now I had not been entertained at all, but I found things in that episode where I was like, "Well, you know, that's actually okay, sure." That I, I think if if I if I if I felt that the first six episodes felt the same as the seventh episode, I would be much better with those first six episodes. Tony, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And then, of course, this last episode is the big one, and we get. Charlie Cox showing up in court as uh, Matt Murdock. So we get the daredevil that we want. Uh, daredevil shows up and goes toe to toe and other things to other things with She-Hulk. Um, well, that caused problems because again, people don't know their daredevil history. Well, daredevil, I, I, he's had sex with lots of people, even in the Netflix show. So that, that does not bother me. You, the but, only thing that bothered me, and even his tone and his kind of, his generally, jocular attitude um he's always kind of snarky because i think half the time that's just him trying to deal with the fact that he could school you at any given moment physically or intellectually and he can't so he just it comes out in those those kind of smart ass little can sound bites of his and i and those were in those were in netflix too so i i didn't have a problem with that my problem was in fact the walk of shame i'm like that that's out of character well, no, it fits the show, but it does not fit. Yeah, they're just doing a trope where if it had been a woman, it, it would have been a woman with her high heels over her shoulder heading to wherever she's going. It was a, it was making fun of an existing trope. It is, but it feels like that's all they do is is because everything. I mean, I mean, you you can't deny that everything points out how bad men are and how bad online people are in the show. But it's well, always everybody. Everybody is. If you were not Jennifer or her sidekick, um, whose name escapes me first, played by Ginger. Gina. Gina. I think it's. I don't think it's Ginger. Is he sure? I don't know. I, but I swear it was. Uh, but I could be wrong. But but you know her paralegal, who by the way I, I actually I like her because she very much reminds me of Darcy, from Thor. Okay. Um, and so I'm. So again, I I don't know. I, I find myself I, captivated by the sidekick for some reason. Uh, but uh, it's. But I, I I like her. And but overall, the show doesn't work. And like I said, I liked most of the Daredevil stuff. Um, but at some point, they need to move past the "woe is me" women are nothing. But I mean, because then they turn around and they do it at the end. But uh, at the the female lawyer of the year awards. Um, I, I, I just, I, they're trying way too hard to be edgy and it doesn't come off. It comes off as bitchy. Any, and that's my problem with a lot of, of material. It's like people go so far to make a point that I don't care about your point anymore. I may, I, I, I might come in agreeing with the point that you're trying to make, make it and move the fuck on, but oh, don't just I, sit there and just try to beat the viewer into submission because if, if 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 we've learned nothing in the entertainment and or political arena over the last five years, isn't it that people don't want to be told what to think or do? Well, and I I, I think the exact opposite because a I think the internet is trash. I think it's a lot of it is, and, and I've commented on the internet hate industry several yeah, no, times. I, I have I have many episodes, and I've gone to town for it. I would say ninety eight percent of the internet is trash. Uh, you know, so so is the twenty four hour news cycle. Yes, uh, that trash um i find that even people who you would meet in person who would be nice tend up 
uh, allowed use the internet to I don't know reconcile whatever evil bullshits in their inside their brain. Uh, so her, anytime someone goes out of their way, I, you cannot say how garbage the internet is often enough. In my opinion, no. Overall, you're correct. Yeah. Overall, uh, so, the internet is is pretty. And I think they're harping on it is because for and I I can't I, ha- I can only go by what my wife says and from what other women tell me, but it happens so much so often that this is just a tiny percentage of what women have to deal with. So the fact that you're getting irritated with it now, imagine what you had to do if you were actually a woman and had to deal with it all the time See, and constantly. And my wife hates the show. Okay. She so I I may I may I depends on the woman I guess uh, she's like she drives she's watching it but she's so frustrated by the show uh, I like I, know I said it's, I I, it's, I, I just feel like you, you can make but again it's you're not gonna conv, you're not gonna get anyone to come to the, your side be it an entertainment or poli- I mean again you see this in politics all the time you cannot call and it happens across the spectrum. Yeah, but you, can, you cannot call half of half of the people bad things and then say, so come vote for me because that doesn't I think, work. I think you're but yeah, but I don't think the goal is to persuade anybody. I think the goal is to tell a story, to tell a position, to tell a, a, what their per, a perception and put it out there. And when and you're and, and if you and if no one watches because a lot of people aren't clearly from the numbers. Yeah, but that doesn't matter because it's again. I th- it, I'm sorry. I thought entertainment was made to make money. It is obviously it's got a, a, a an audience of some sort, but it, it can't be enough to justify the expense or a continuation. Like I, I'm, like I said, I'm with you with Tatiana Maslany. I think she's wasted in this show. Um, I do. I like her, Jen Walters. I like her. I like her, She Hulk. I don't like. I don't like everything around it. I would love to see her in an actual Marvel film as. Jen Walters slash She Hulk. I because and I don't I don't mind comedy. I think she I think she is reveling in the comedy because she loves doing comedy. Oh yeah, um, I know that. Uh, she she loved the comedy stuff in uh, Orphan Black, and you would think Orphan Black comedy. Yes. Oh my God, there is so much comedy. There's there's humorous stuff, and then there's comedy in that series, and she's good at it, and she loved doing it, and she loves to talk about doing it. Um, I. I think this show is a waste of everything she can bring to this character and this universe. Uh, I I disagree. I, I just think, but I also I don't have to look at it as a critic, um, so I don't have to analyze it. So I, I think that might be one of the issues when I when I hear about critics talking about it. But not that I, I a lot of critics actually like it, and it's the, it's one of those situations where the critics somewhat like it. Not saying they're over the moon with it. They mm-hmm. somewhat like it, and the public. Uh, the vocal public hates it. Well, That's the other problem. Yeah, is that the I don't think as many people dislike it as you think you they do. I just think there's a lot of whiny, toxic boys crying about it, uh, and they have a bigger platform and yeah. they're louder. The, and, well, and again, if you, I've I've done episodes about the hate, the internet hate industry, mostly on YouTube, by the way. Um, but I oh, never yeah, mention I, anyone's names because they have they have lots of followers, and they might be able to destroy me, but. The 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 the, the biggest thing I have about I got nothing to destroy you can't destroy me that's I got right nothing. that's right I'm like the blob you can't you know, there's nothing there to do uh, no that but I, my biggest complaint actually with She Hulk is like I said this last episode I liked it I like it got darker it got impactful like important things are happening <laughs> except for Leapfrog man I don't know they could have they could have tightened that character up a little bit uh, and uh, been okay he wasn't terrible but he could have been better but. Uh, uh, Ryan and I have talked about this um, about the Marvel series is that Marvel has this tendency to have these very short seasons and until the last episode or two nothing of actual import happens. Well that's why I'm hoping the and, werewolf by situation is like look you don't have to have an eight se- thing. Like I said as right. they learn thing get rid of all that unnecessary exposition right but the but the problem is that then people complain about those series it's like why am i even watching the first six episodes or seven episodes or five episodes and eventually people will be like you know what it's not worth it to watch at all because the payoff is so distant and unimportant by the time i get there and and, uh, I, and that that is 
I mean, a lot of the, the Disney plus stuff is that way. Not that there's not parts of individual episodes that I don't enjoy, but, but I think that actually is a problem. They tend to backload their, their series and it's, and it is eventually going to come back and bite them into butt. Uh, like I said, that's, it's something still, they're still working on because they haven't done that many series. It's not like they've done 20 series. They've no, but they've done, done like six in a year. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, I, and with they, the exception I, of, and you can't count WandaVision because that's not really a series. That was something else. That was, that was a movie that they made longer. I, I, and I loved it, but it's, it's, it's not a series per se. I mean, it's, it's this weird, like mystery of the week show. Um, but you know, uh, Falcon winter soldier starts a little slow and gets, but then you get to the last like two episodes and that's where things really kick off. And I can get where people would get upset having to go, you know, Hawkeye, it's like, ah, there's, there's some good moments, but overall, but it's not till you get to the end and then Kingpin shows up. It's like, Oh, things are happening again, you know? And it, so it, it just, they, they tend to kind of float along on like loyalty and then they throw the, 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 the the end credit scenes, if you will, the stingers are the last episode or two. And it's like, yeah, then why am I sticking around? And I said, eventually that formula will fail. Right. I think what they need to do is, like I said, if they learn anything from Werewolf by Night is to shorten up their series. They don't need to have uh, six. I mean, I think it's the mandate of having eight episodes. Or, or, what, or make them count. You know, eight well, episodes is fine, but make them count. The story they're trying to tell doesn't need to be eight episodes. Then That's do the then do two four That's episode arcs in That's one eight in one eight episode season. There's nothing said, wrong with I, that. Doctor I, Who survived for years on four episode arcs strung well, together into series into seasons. I think they're learning, and I think that's one of the things that they they were they did all these things at once, and so they have a bunch of series that are very similar. And as they try to experiment, now that they've got some wiggle room. Each success, you're going to see more things that they've learned. Yep. Uh, I think they were doing what they felt was going to be a success, and it was until it's not. You know, you can't yeah. keep doing the same thing over again. So I think this Werewolf by Night is a huge step as a business model, not just as a... Uh, well, it's a creative uh, model. Yeah, well, it's a business model, yeah. too. Uh, it's it's a lot cheaper. They, they filmed this in, like, two weeks, Um <laughs> And it, it, I think they filmed it like in April and it's, and it's already out. Yeah. It's one of those It's like, and it was all in like two areas. It was like, there's not a lot of sets right. you have to work out. Um, and it was very tightly contained. I think if they start thinking about it, not as a series, like old fashioned television, right. but like British television yep. where they, I, but I, it, t- it takes a little bit, you know how slow yeah. Hollywood is. It takes a little bit for them to get the guts to do it. Yeah. And I think that we'll see that, especially if there's backlashes, this won't be the last backlash. Everybody yeah. always hates something. That's the problem. Yep. So the next thing that's going to be something that you absolutely love, people are going to absolutely hate, like Andor, I think it's great. Oh, yeah. Um, I enjoy a lot. And it's, people are still getting pissy with it. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about it real quick, and then I'll let you go, because we've been talking this for a while. Disney's actually going the other way. Uh, they, you know, there were, there were movies that became series. Or, you know, or people wanted movies and, and we got series. Let's talk about Armor Wars real quick, which was going to be a movie. They said, no, no, we're going to make it a series. And now they've turned around and it's going to be a movie again. I think it's the story. Um, it, yeah, if, 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 it, if that movie's two hours and ten minutes, but it's a solid 210, then yeah, it's the right choice. But I, 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 wish, I wish they would announce... Maybe maybe Disney needs, needs to stop saying these are the movies that are coming out. These are the series that are coming out. Maybe they should start saying these are the characters or whatever's that are coming. Okay, these we're gonna, are the stories coming right. out. So Armor Wars is coming. Boom. In you know in this time frame. Got it. You know Echo is coming in this time frame. Well, Echo is going to be a series. We know. But you know what I mean? So they, so they have flexibility. Well, I think they looked at the budget of what they were trying to do for a series. And with Armor Wars, it's going to be almost all CGI. Because all the armor is CGI, yep. so they're like, we can't, we can't invest 180 million dollars in six episodes. Yeah, we See, can make that money back if we do a two and a half hour movie. Yeah, which so then it's like, please don't cut too much. You know what I mean? Don't 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 shrink it so far that you. I, I know it's a balancing act. Yeah, it's it, this is, but this has been the the curse of movies forever. It's, it's, I know. How long can you make it? And make your money back. And how short can you make it and not have an incomprehensible product? 
Because remember, they used to be like, you can't have comedies more than 90 minutes. Right. 86 minutes. And let's be honest, that's pretty good for a comedy. 86 minutes is probably perfect timing. But if it's good, you can have it go almost two hours if it's good. Do you mean Uh, quality is really the overarching factor of a film? No. It's how much money you can make off of it uh, uh, is the overall quality of a film. Because if it's not good, people won't see it. Um, But if just because it makes a lot of money doesn't make it good. That's true too. So, but it is. But again, it's one of those things where, if you don't have a core of quality in it, no one will see it. And especially like everyone gets upset about, um, you know, I hear fans saying, "Well, if it wasn't for us, you wouldn't have this." And it's like, you know, we made you. No, what we did was we made something you liked. And you didn't put up any money up front, so we risked a lot of money to make something you loved that nobody heard about. You loved it. We made money, and we were able to make more. So always remember the very first thing is usually something unique and individual and that somebody took a risk and made, and yes, yes, you loved it. But 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 it becomes a symbiotic relationship. One does not exist without the other. But one does not exist at all without the first one. So just think of that, that, that first seed is what you talk about. So I don't... When the fans say... Oh, without you, you wouldn't be here. That's true, but if we hadn't have made this in the first Again, place, it's a, it. it's a balance. It's a balance. It's, Everyone's got to play along, work, work, and get along. Um, speaking of, and then I'll let you go. Uh, my wife crowd star, uh, crowdfunded. Uh, they did a documentary about Mike uh, Mignola uh, called oh, okay. "Drawing Monsters," mm-hmm. which we watched. She got her Blu-ray a couple weeks ago, and we finally watched it last night. And it's it's literally you, you see that kind of evolution of a creator creating a thing and then how that thing has grown and how he's trying to deal with this and that and the other thing. It's actually really cool. And you would probably enjoy it looking at it from that aspect of, of fan. I mean, not just fandoms, but also creatives, fellow creatives, because Mike doesn't draw everything in the Magnola verse anymore. Right. So yeah. it's, but, but you kind of see his, you, you get a peek into his mindset. So it's a really interesting watch from that, that point of view. Plus you get to watch the evolution of Hellboy, which is great if you're yeah, a Hellboy guy. So, so if you like- can find it, check it out. Yeah, it's probably like Tom Clancy, who you know, uh, he he just started giving out his properties, and other people were making them. Yeah, Tom Clancy's. It wasn't by Tom Clancy. It was just Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six, and then they had a whole bunch of stuff. So yeah, yeah. I can see about that. It's, I'm sure George R. R. Martin's going to do that at some point, uh, so that somebody can finish something. Something. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so. And you know, yeah. My point. Is, my final point about all of this stuff is, if you don't like it after a couple episodes. Stop, Stop watching. watching it and shut the fuck up. Because um, I feel like they're like, oh, I have to watch it because of Daredevil. Well, then, you know what? When that episode shows up, which you'll find out about, it yeah. won't be a secret. No. Go watch. And, 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 but understand that if you're going to hate watch something, which I don't understand, if you're just going to hate watch it because you hope to see a glimpse of five minutes of Daredevil, <laughs> you're wasting your time and you're actually helping the, the people that you don't like. Right. Because they see that, oh, it's like paying money to go see us. I remember when the uh, the very first Phantom Menace trailer came out, and people would go to the movies and put money down to see just the, the trailer. trailer. Yeah, like you know, you're helping out the movie, not Star Wars. Right. So if you don't like it, you know, just watch a couple. Say no thanks. I'll pick it up in the reruns, and uh, I'll watch specific episodes. But to sit there and hate watch something is just ridiculous. Yeah. Or wait two weeks when it doesn't count for ratings. Yeah, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But you're you you are feeding the thing that you don't like by hate watching something. Fact. Uh, not that I don't and there's a difference. Want. And there's a difference between hate watching and watching because you have to as a critic. So well, yeah, yeah, that's why I say critics, yeah, you critics have... watch a lot of things that we don't necessarily we know yeah, we're yeah. not going to like, but we have to watch them anyway. Um, so yeah, there you go. So, so we disagree on. That's one of three we disagree on. We agree yeah, yeah. on Werewolf by Night. We agree on Andor. We disagree I, on, on she I can see your points, but I just don't agree with those points. Right. It's like Hellraiser. I don't think Hellraiser's a good movie at all, but I understand its relevance from 1987. Right, and you I'm know? right there with the Texas Chainsaw, so there you go. Craig, uh, thanks for coming on. Tell everyone uh, where they can uh, listen and watch you at. Well, we are Matinee Heroes. We're celebrating our 300th episode, uh, which we're doing Nightcrawler. Um, nice. Movie. Little Jake yeah. Hall. Yeah, because it's Matinee Villains Month for us. We celebrate October by going with villainous movies. But normally, the other 11 months of the year, we're doing movies we actually enjoy, quality movies with good heroes or good heroic aspects that we can learn from. So you can go to matineeheroes.com. We're matinee heroes everywhere. Uh, 
it's very very fortunate to actually have that where we don't have to sit around and finagle things. It's Matt and the Heroes, um, and we've been doing it for a long time. Me and my uh, co-host Alan Cerny, who's also a film critic, so it's kind of a film critic slash general population. Though I'm I'm a little bit more involved than just general population, but it's a, a fan and a critic talking about movies that we both love or at least we both respect. Uh, and uh, cast off. Cast off has ended for the season. And we will be redoing the cast off, which is a, co- a competitive recasting show, which you have been a part of. Um, that'll come back in the beginning of the new year. Um, we're taking the, hol- the holidays is always hard to coordinate with people. And, uh, you know, with, with Thanksgiving and Christmas and, you know, everybody's all over the place in the new year. So we're just going to wait until January. Take this time to refresh, get some graphics up, maybe tweak the show just a l- little bit and start again anew in uh, probably January, mid-January. Uh, and that appears uh, exclusively on your U- on the Matinee Heroes YouTube channel. Yes, I would love to have, uh, I mean, which I can't give you the URL because we haven't got enough people to make it custom, but uh, still. But there's but a link on the website. Matineeheroes.com slash castoff. It'll take you to the YouTube links. There you go. And if you uh, like what you see, people can sign up to maybe be on the show. There's a form, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah. An application, yeah, sure. We always, we've had a couple people who've been on through that, and uh, they've done fairly well. So, yeah, always looking for good people. The only main thing is you got to have a, a camera. There you go. It is a video show where Matt and the Heroes is an audio podcast. Uh, the actual cast-off is video, so. All right. Well, uh, again, thanks for coming on, Craig. Uh, go over to their YouTube channel, Matt and the Heroes. Click subscribe so they can finally clean up their one lagging uh, URL and get that custom URL. That would be great for them. And uh, I've already done it twice, I believe, because I have a, I have a personal account and I have the podcast account. So, uh, but no, check that out. Uh, and you can check out the visually stunning movie podcast. You can go to the website, vsmoviepodcast.com. We're on Twitter and Facebook, VS movie podcast. And if you go to YouTube where you're watching this, presumably visually stunning movie podcast, Sorry, but they wouldn't let me change it to VS Movie Podcast, which is really weird. I don't know why they wouldn't let me do that. But regardless, thanks again for coming on, Craig. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, I look forward to talking to you again at, uh, on one of these outlets or another. We'll see which which happens first. Everyone out there, go see a movie this weekend. There's good movies to see. or you know, There's good streaming stuff. We talked about three of them today. Three streaming options for you. So check them out. I'm going to go watch Confess Fletch right now. Oh, uh, let me know how that is. <laughs> my in my brain i i have trouble with that so but i'm i'm going to try to get over it we'll see i'm trying to try to beat my brain into submission on that one uh <laughs> till next time i'm mark that's craig bye craig bye. yeah and we'll talk to everyone later